You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Oh, yes, smothered in onions. Mmm. <laughs> Delicious. Delicioso. We are so happy to be here tonight, especially me. I can tell. No, no, no. We got a really cool topic we're going to talk about tonight. Um, this should be a very productive evening for all of us here at the Movie Sleuth and the lovely Real Crime. Um, as you can see on the webcam, because Chris insists that people have to see us now, um, this is a no vagina oh. zone. This is a wiener only zone. This is the He-Man Woman Haters Club tonight on Real Crime. Just the boys. Um Kind of how the the cards played out. We miss you, girls. We'll hopefully see you soon here on the show. But Next tonight week they'll be back. Tonight it's just the boys. The boys. The boys. And um, as I always said, we have a really cool topic. However, we don't have a monitor tonight. This is really, and you know, yeah. I like I like how you just kind of dropped that. I said, and, and you guys, okay, I'm I'm talking to you people on the webcam thingy now. All this technology. Crap. It was a rush day today. Yeah, but I, you you guys saw it, and so there's proof of it. There's a there's an artifact that you laid that on us like right, literally before you pushed the button to start the show. Yes, yeah, you snake in the grass, <laughs> and I'm like, boop, 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 do 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 do. I'm like, okay, well, too late now. I just got to go. So I don't know what show we're on. I don't see anything. I'm I'm flying blind here. It's episode 81. Thank you. Yes. Episode 81. How 80. the hell did we get here? I have no idea. Wow. Yeah. It's we been still a while. have ideas too. That's, yeah. that's great. That's actually really cool. The Nightmare on Elm Street podcast did like really, really good. That's awesome. We like doubled our numbers on that podcast. Did we? Yeah. yeah it was wow. great. Yeah. Well, people love the really Nightmare on Elm Street. One thing I would like to take the floor for just one second and point something out. Um, I don't know. There may be a handful of people in our listening audience here that know who this man was, but Art Bell passed away last Friday. Mm. I don't know if you guys know who Art Bell is. Do you know who Art Bell is? Yes. I do. Art Bell was kind of the guy who invented paranormal radio, which is kind of my other other iron in the fire here when it comes to doing podcasts and talk stuff. Um, Huge influence on Ghostly Talk, my other show. Mm. Um, So when we got that news uh, Saturday morning, um, that kind of knocked the wind out of us. Um, that was a huge loss to the community. Um, Art Bell really was one of the originators. He was one of the. He was the guy. I mean, he he was a true trailblazer, um, and that he he just made that decision back in those days that he wanted to talk about weird stuff, and he did. You know, Art Bell. You know, Dreamland, and then he did Coast to Coast AM, which kind of changed the whole changed, spectrum of well, that format. It was the biggest show and it was the biggest midnight show in the world. I mean, he had more listeners than anybody at one time. Mm. So, you know, in Art Bell, he he went on to do other things. You know, he did uh, Midnight in the Desert, which was his last show. Heather Wade's taking that show over now and Godspeed to her on that and also Godspeed to Art Bell too cuz that was just a that was a that was a punch in the head. Um and he'll be sorely missed. He was really the responsible for the other stuff that I do in in radio now. Uh also, the loss of Arlie Ermey this week, too. Man, yeah, what, what a yeah. shit. Um, Harry Arnold. Yeah. We lost Harry Arnold also. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Harry Arnold from Night Court. Right. I uh, lost him over the weekend, too. It was a grim weekend, man. It yeah. was just a grim weekend. Yeah, Arlie mm. Ermey. You know, the yeah. guy The guy wasn't in a million movies. You know, he wasn't in a, a lot of flicks. But what he was in, I mean, come on. Full Metal Jacket. I mean, I know that's what the first thing that pops in everybody's head. Yeah. I don't. If you saw anybody who saw that movie, and there's always going to be that argument of um, 
you know, the, well, the first half's the best. The second half's stupid, which I don't agree with. I think that whole movie is really, really a amazing. Full Metal Jacket? Yeah. The, oh, people yeah. People always say the first half's way better than the second half. I'm like, no, no, it's a great movie all around. They're just different. Well, a lot of people don't realize with Full Metal Jacket is, and I learned this in my Vietnam on film course that I had at college. Yeah. You know, Full Metal Jacket is actually two different movies. Mm. It's two. It really separate is. Movies. No, it's two separate stories. You've got boot camp, and then you've got the war. You got the and war. It's yeah. actually yeah. broken up into two totally different. They, and they're very scenarios. distinct. I mean, it's a it's a it's a major shift. I mean, you can feel it, you can see it. Um, but Arlie Ermey pretty much owned the first story of Full Metal Jacket. That was his movie. Um, I've never I never saw anything like that in, in in a film. And you know, you could just watch that over and over again. And I can't even count the amount the number of bands and media people that have used Arlie Ermey's sound bites from that thing. Oh, yeah. There was just, Samples there was just one thing after another. That guy was as hard as nails. He was the real deal. He yeah. was no bullshit. That guy was the real deal. He man. really was. He, he was. was. He really tough. was. Um, I mean, that, and he comes from a gener- generation and a, and, a, and a time and a place that we're not going to ever see again. Yeah. Um, he really was, I would I would call the old guard. And a legend in his own right. Total legend. Yeah. And, and not just movies, but, you know, in, in the military, um, all over the world, um, the guy really was the real deal, all class. And that really sucks to see that man, to see that man leave us also. Um, so, yeah, you know, rest in peace. Godspeed to these people, man. They were, they were, uh, we're losing amazing people. Yep. Do you guys, I mean, I don't want to riff on this for too long, but. I, I saw this especially like over the weekend because, you know, all this shit happened here. Arnold, Arlie Ermey, Art Bell, you know, we're seeing all this. And I and we've said this before, I think, on the show. It's just I think it really is social media and news in general and the Internet where we just get this news like, bang. I mean, yeah, we talked about the Tom Petty thing. The guy wasn't even dead yet. <laughs> and they yeah. were already, I mean, his, he's got his own daughter going, yeah. hey, guys, he's can you can we get like 15 minutes, please, before we start doing all the memorials and shit on the Web? Mm-hmm. Um it seems like it's really, it's a difficult time because of that, because every day, I mean, damn near every day for me, whether it's music or movies or something, uh, anything, I got my 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 beacon, um, we're, you know, we're getting to a point where it just seems like people are dying all the time, or maybe it was people were always dying all the time. Cause people we're, were always yeah, dying. People were always dying. People were always yeah. dying, but people that are in our parents' age group yeah. are really starting to die off now, yeah. and a lot of these people are of that age age bracket they are. so yeah. we're gonna see a lot of we're that. we're seeing now. a lot of that so you so, know it, it is a very real thing but i think it also is the internet that we just it's exposed to us like bang right yeah, there yeah yeah absolutely all right moving along Sorry. all right so i uh, just want to mention our sponsors the flit institute of arts i will be out there thursday for their media day finally going out there it's supposed to be really cool a lot of new stuff awesome. they've got going on also projectorscreen.com so make sure you check them out check them out yeah in news this week, they just announced today that Vin Diesel is coming back to make another Triple X movie. Well, imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. I didn't even think the third one did that well, but they're doing a Triple X four. Maybe just call it like Quad Quadruple X. X. I was going to say, is it Quadruple X? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the filthiest thing you'll ever see. Quadruple X starring Vin Diesel. Anyways, moving along, Ed Screen has actually joined the Maleficent sequel. He will be playing the villain. I'm a little confused by this because I always thought Maleficent was the villain. So, a little weird. Just a little weird. Enough. Enough sequels of these Disney movies. Just terrible, terrible, terrible. Steven Spielberg has announced he is going to be helming a DC Comics movie, which is very... 
Very strange for that Spielberg to do. Interesting. It's a World War really? II comic, Blackhawk. Hmm. Spielberg is going to be helming it. So kind of fits in his wheelhouse, though, if it's about the war. Yeah. So, I mean, DC does need to do something to rehab the image yeah, of their film on. Yeah, because it's not been very happy. Josh Brolin came out today and said there's actually a four-film arc scheduled for him playing Cable. So That's he's got... very cool. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So he's got I love numerous Brolin. other films he's going to be appearing in. Number four on my band crush list. Yeah. Josh Brolin. Kathy Yan, I have no idea who this woman is. I've never heard of her before. Yam? Yan? Yan. Y-A-N. She's going to be directing the upcoming Harley Quinn movie, which is supposedly based on Birds of Prey, which some people are confused by because Harley Quinn was not in the Birds of Prey. So I'm not really totally sure what's Hmm. up with this deal. Mm. So that's our news for this week. In new releases, we've got I Feel Pretty, starring Amy Schumer who I personally <laughs> cannot stand. So Let's watch that one crash and burn. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we've got Traffic, which actually was pretty decent. I've seen a got, lot of uh, promo for that. Yeah, I interviewed the director, Dion Taylor. I interviewed him last week, so we're going to have that oh, wow. interview up for the weekend. Mm. It's actually a national release, so it was pretty cool getting to talk to the guy. Yeah, that's very cool. Yep. Wow. And then we've got Super Troopers 2 finally dropping. I'm, got I'm excited yeah. for Super yeah. Troopers 2. I think a lot of people are excited. Yeah, that's that that's been I'm, a long time in the making. Yeah, I'm kind of keeping my expectations tempered a bit since yeah. no other Broken Lizard movie has really ever they been were, they that were all good. shitty Club, Club, like Club Dread. Club Dread is terrible. abysmal. Pina Colada Berg was a funny joke. <laughs> the rest of that movie was terrible. <laughs> it, really, it really was. I mean, and the, I think my problem was watching Club Dread. I mean, I, it's all the same guys and they're yeah. all great, but I just wanted to see them all in cop uniforms again. And we're going to see them. I, th- all I, I wanted to see them again. do good comedy again. Yeah, I just, I, uh, I was having a hard time breaking them out of those those great characters they had in, in I'll be Super honest, Super. I've never seen Super Troopers. I've never seen Dude, any of these Super movies. Troopers yeah. Super is Troopers hilarious. is hilarious. It is okay. dumb as hell stoner comedy. Oh my but it's, god. It's really good. Chugging maple syrup. I mean, there's just all these ridiculous yeah, things that happen. It will go on my schedule. You should I watch promise. it. You really yeah. should watch it. So, suggested viewings this week. I have one thing that I want to suggest. Oh, what's yeah. that, Chris? And it kind of goes along with our theme tonight, our oh. topic. Yeah. Uh, the Lost in Space relaunch oh everybody's talking about that it looks cool it looks really cool it does look cool i gave it a fair review it's not the greatest thing some of the writing is pretty bad Mm. like the first episode you just could tell they didn't know where they were going with it and they made a really lot of bad choices Mm. but the robot is cool parker posey is there as dr smith which i mean really parker posey is just always awesome yeah she plays you know an ego maniacal sociopath pretty well so she she does yes so um i would suggest watching it go in with low expectations and i think you might come out enjoying it i mean after the 90s lost in space expectations can't get all that much lower <laughs> see i actually uh, like that one i was actually a fan I of that i loved one. it when i was a kid and then i rewatched it when i was older right it's got Gary Oldman in it, though. It does so have it Gary So it can't be Oldman. that bad. It can't be that bad. So Yeah, but it also has Matt LeBlanc in it. <laughs> it <laughs> so maybe it does. can. It certainly does. <laughs> so, Chris, what uh, suggested viewing would you have this week? Uh, so I checked out the Scream Factory collector's edition that recently came out of The Strangers, which I had never seen. Oh, sweet. And I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember that being one that... 
didn't really do well at the time and just kind of like gradually built yeah. steam as kind of like a sleeper favorite. It was really creepy, really, really well shot, uh, an honestly better movie than I expected it to be. Like the characters were really good, their relationship felt really real, and that made it all the more just really creepy. And that is an unbelievably nihilistic movie in a way yes, that I did is. not expect it to be. I mean, I I kind of did, but you never really expect something that a studio actually finances to be that grim. Mm. I don't, how, how do you guys feel about that one? I love that movie. I've never seen The Stranger. And I really liked the sequel that was just out, too. Yeah, a I heard that pe- the sequel was good. A lot of people didn't like it, but I actually really enjoyed it. I may so. have seen it. I, well, just, I have no memory anymore. You saw it when it was out. I mean, I'm I was sure gonna say it's... With Liv Tyler and the three people in the masks break into their house at night. Oh. You've seen it. Yeah. I, I had to have seen it. The original was out about 10 years ago. That's all right. You give me homework. Yeah. I'll see it now. I'll check it out for sure. Yeah? Speaking of homework, um, I did do some homework. The lovely Heather, who's also on the show here, not this week, though. There's an empty chair over there. Um, she suggested a couple weeks ago The Bad Batch uh, to check out. She was raving about that a couple weeks ago. So I finally got a couple hours on Sunday to sit down, and I made it a point to watch this film. And Heather, thank you so much for pointing me in that direction. I really super enjoyed The Bad Batch. Um, with some really, and she met, you know, the names alone, I mean, Keanu Reeves, Jim Carrey was in the film, both playing Whoa. very, very different roles. Hmm. I mean, it's not what you expect, and that's what makes the movie so special. Um, there was a lot of a lot of people have as I was telling Chris before the show, I did watch a lot of reviews after just out of curiosity to kind of see what other people were thinking, hmm. and I'm glad to know that I was kind of in the same spot. While I really enjoyed the film, um, there's I think there's a lot of films we're seeing come out now that kind of have like this weird kind of just plot not plotless but they're kind of a very loose. There's a story being told. But it isn't like a real, like, it just it doesn't wrap up real nice at the end. Right? Yeah. A lot of films are being made that way, which I do like a lot of movies that way. I kind of oh, yeah. like things being left to the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people did say they're like, you know, we're getting tired of this kind of shit, though. Yes. <laughs> we, we just want a story to be told. We want it to end. Um, and, you know, if you've seen The Bad Batch... Um, you're going to, you're going to, you probably have the same questions that I had at the end of the movie. However, uh, as far as disturbing imagery and disturbing ideas, um, the, and what the concept of the film is very original, very cool, uh, very fresh and very cringe inducing in a lot of ways. There was some stuff I saw in that movie that just, uh, really made me kind of just draw myself back on the couch, just going, oh, God, yeah. I can't mm. watch it, you know. So, but really enjoy that. Thank you, Heather, for pointing me in that direction. So that's my uh, suggested viewing for this week. Uh, what's today, 17th? Yeah. Of yes. March. I'm sorry, of April. April. It feels like March. Mm-hmm. It feels like January. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, don't come to Michigan right now. Stay away. It sucks. But, yeah, that's a cool flick. Check it out. Moving awesome. on. Moving on. What are we doing now? I don't have a guide, so you you get Chris. Are you gotta tell me what you want me to do here. Our topic tonight is oh, movie that, remakes. Our topic tonight is movie remakes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. the topic. Yeah. Um, we don't think we've ever really done anything like this before. 
Not really. Well, I know the direction now we're taking is to kind of like do more directed topics like this. Yes. Yeah. Kind of zero in a little bit, like we did last week with Nightmare on Elm Street. People seem to really dig that. Uh, so we're probably going to. I think we discussed that after the show last week. We're gonna we're gonna be doing more like franchises, uh, possibly. We can find what we can all bite down on. We'll go after it like awesome. that. This week's going to be a bit more of a wider subject, and it is remake films. Now, let's start with the obvious, though, because this is something we talked about when we were chatting about that this uh, over the last couple of days, is there's reboots and there's remakes. Chris, mm-hmm. or well, either one of you guys, I guess, because you guys will be able to do this much more okay. ele- elegantly than I can. I'm curious. You tell me. What is the what is the difference between a reboot and a remake? So I would say that a remake is you know you take the same story, the same characters, and you tell it again. A reboot is you know it kind of like in a sense remakes the same world, maybe the same characters, maybe not, but a different story. So, you know, like Lost in Space, it's not, you know, remaking episodes of the original show. Right. It's taking the general concept, doing something totally different with it. It's a reboot. This it's is a reboot. Yeah, that's a reboot. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I think that's that's the difference. Um, Star Trek. Star, Star Trek, Trek, yeah. The new Star Trek movies on the Kelvin timeline, that is a reboot. It's not a remake. It's not telling the same story over again. Whereas a movie like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that was a remake. It was generally the same story as the original. Yeah. Just yes. a little more, more brutal modern. and more, more modernized. More modernized. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's a definite fine line drawn between a reboot and a remake. And I think a lot of people get confused about that. Well, yeah. A lot of people, increasingly, it kind of bothers me. It's a pet peeve of mine that people use the term reboot indiscriminately oh, they whether use, it's, they, yeah they use it like yeah like very, whether it's a loose. real reboot or a remake or like referring to much belated sequels as yes. a reboot really bothers me like you know like the new roseanne or the new twin peaks is not a reboot it's you know season 10 and season three of yeah. the exact same show that's a continuation it's a continuation me. although you know there is like people talk about like you know, like soft reboots or whatnot, like on Doctor Who when the Doctor regenerates and the cast switches right. over, but it's in the same continuity, and it's sort of like a soft reboot where it like doesn't break the continuity, but it offers like an entry point right. where people can jump in. Like, I guess you could. There's probably a conversation to be had about like what is well, Fury Road, for instance. Like, is that a soft reboot? Is it a hard reboot? Is it a sequel, and that's not really Max, but the feral kid from the Road Warrior? Right. I I kind of view Fury Road <laughs> as a reboot, just because. Yeah. It's a new guy playing the character. Nothing from the other movies is referenced at all. Yeah. Definitely not a remake because it doesn't repeat anything mm. from any of the other exactly. movies. So, it, like, it kind of flashes back to like the image of you know his wife and kid getting hit by the truck in the first one, but it shows it differently. So. Yeah. I, I like the fan theory that that's just the feral kid from the second film who just took Max's name. Somebody here just asked us, would Batman be considered a remake? So I guess that depends on which Batman film. But yeah. I would say each each rendition of Batman has been more or less a reboot. Yeah. You know, because it's... It's a different person playing the character, but like Nolan's Batman, that is a total reboot because he wasn't even really basing it yeah. that much on the comics. Like that's not Batman from the comics. That's Christopher Nolan's 
version or vision of Batman. Agreed. So that to me is a reboot. Yes. And I think that also kind of gets us into another area that I wanted to bring up that is sort of not reboots or remakes, but just a whole other adaptation of the same thing. Yes. Where like a lot of these, we'll talk, uh, this will come up a bunch because that's a yeah. much more gray area where like there's yeah. a lot of movies where like it's not a remake of this movie, it's another adaptation of the book right. that is very, and like I had the conversation with a lot of, you know, grumpy, you know, get off my lawn 80s horror fans like, oh, how dare they remake it? Like, well, they're not really remaking the 90s miniseries it, they're adapting the book again in a way that's totally different yeah and see that one rides a fine line because a lot of people said remake and i don't even think it's really a remake no i think it's just a new it's a new adaptation of right, the book right. and that's okay. another it's all these things blur a lot and it's very tenuous lines and yeah, yeah. I wanted to throw something else in that's a little bit off the beaten path here. I just thought about this, and I actually had to look it up. Okay. Uh, you guys remember Neurotically Yours um, on um, on YouTube? Follow Me the Squirrel. You guys oh, ever watch shit, those? yeah. Okay, this is one that just popped <laughs> in my head, actually. about It's not really... It, it's a series. They on, remake on Foamy the Squirrel? Well, one thing I remember watching, because I wasn't a huge fan, but I was watching Neurotically Yours for a long time, right? Yeah. And there's all them people that used to just like freak out about the chick. I forgot her name. Um but they actually did a reboot of her. There was an episode they did because if the, as as this series went along, the girl put on more and more weight. So she was like this hot goth chick, you know. Yeah. With Foamy the squirrel as her pet that would just scream and yell at her and give her shit all the time. I right? really gotta, I it was a lot of fun. This. What's that? I gotta see this. <laughs> oh, it was fun. It's it's it was fun you never, stuff to you watch. Never watched that? No. no it's, never oh, it's fun. It. Yeah. Um, but she got really fat. Like, they kept making her bigger and bigger. And they finally got to an episode, I remember watching it, where they said, I can do whatever I want with this thing. So he just reboots it, and she's skinny again, and she's pretty, and they restarted. He just rebooted the thing by himself. There was no real reason for it. He just said, I can do whatever I want. It's my cartoon. It's my series. So I'm just going to reboot it. So they literally do like a time warp thing where they run her back. <laughs> And she's huh. so skinny again. Um, different take on that idea, but I thought it was kind of interesting, you know. And just I just kind of thought about it as we were talking about this thing too. So huh. I don't know if that's like it. That's that, like a, that's like a hard reboot of a. Of, that of something. also just made me think of uh, when they rebooted the Syphil and Ollie show. Oh, on okay, Machinima yeah. on YouTube, and it kind of really sucked. <laughs> and so then they rebooted it again on the Nerdist channel. Oh my god! And in the first episode, they were like, "Oh, welcome to the first episode since the '90s." Like, wait, no, weren't what we happened? already back on another YouTube yeah. channel? They're like, "No, no, we that that never happened at all." What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, my buddy Jay just pointed out, yeah, via the chat here, that Cape Fear. Yep, Cape Fear is a perfect specimen of a remake. Yeah, it is. I think yeah. I put it on my list too. It, it, is, it is on the list. Robert De Niro is harsh as hell and in that. Both flick. of those movies are fucking incredible. Yeah, Robert yeah. Mitchum in the first one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's the remake is Robert De Niro. Yeah. Um but the remake of that Cape Fear like if you asked me to make a list of the best remakes ever. Oh, Cape Fear. That would be, be probably to the top. at the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a phenomenal film across the well, board. Oh yeah. Jessica Lang, you know, everybody in that movie is it's intense. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just intense. Yeah, man. and Mitchum and De Niro are such different yeah. takes on the character, but are both creepy as hell. Hell yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. also tying it into last week's, Freddie is dressed like Robert Mitchum from Cape Fear. 
I don't know if you've ever noticed that. I did not notice a that. A but... striped sweater and a fedora. That's wow. where Holy Freddy's crap. outfit came from. You're lying. No, seriously. I'm pretty seriously, sure. Seriously, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, yes. And I think I've read that that actually was deliberate and it's not just a That was an inspiration for Freddy. Yeah. The more you know. The more you the... know. Holy crap. Yeah. This is why I have to start doing drugs. Yes. I'd be like, too. whoa. <laughs> I'd be like, just my whole head would just like rainbows would come out of my head. It'd be awesome, dude. I'm glad I could provide yeah, this, thank this you. moment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we did touch on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. a few minutes ago, but that's another one. I know a lot of people it's don't right. like the remake. I love it. It is. Oh yeah, it's one of my favorite. The one with Arlie. Movies. This is the one we're talking about. With Arlie. With Arlie. The one with Arlie, yeah. Ermy, and Jessica Biel, and that fine bootay. And that's the one I always talk about with the the, the camera shot of the bullet. Yeah, that's the yeah, oh, that's yeah. the one that has that shot. I've mentioned that I had here a bunch of times. One of my favorite shots is just that friggin' bullet. Flying it's cool. The, it's it's wicked. cool. It's amazing, amazing piece of work. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't the it wasn't amazing to me, but it was it was it did justice, I think, to the story. Oh yeah. Um, it was gritty. It had that same feel. Oh and yeah. Harley Ermy was just pissed. So oh, it's yeah. like, oh man. Yeah. yeah. That movie, that remake is so grimy and disturbing. It is. Yeah. Like in a way that I would never have expected a big studio remake yep. of Texas Chainsaw to be. Like in a way it's almost kind of nastier than the original because the original is surprisingly just suggested but not shown most of the awful stuff that happens in the yeah. movie. And then the remake is just all right front and center. Like that one, I found that hard to watch the first time I saw that remake. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of gross there's stuff a in lot, that one. Yeah, yeah, they really put a lot of stuff in your face. There was nothing oh, yeah. to be left to the imagination. Um, yeah, very good. That was a good, it was a great, it was a good remake, I guess. So we were talking about that before the show. I think we were discussing that briefly. I was like, you know, I was going to make a list of good remakes and shit remakes and just didn't get around to it. Um, yeah, and I think let's just talk about just that idea for a second, because I think, yeah, like, it's cool to sort of, it is definitely cool to shit on remakes and be like, oh, all remakes suck, but I think what everybody means, like, there's sort of obviously two types of remakes, and Scott, you were saying this before the show, there's remakes that are there only to make money, and remakes yeah, that are there because someone had a good idea of, like, right. oh, there's this iconic story I can think of something new to do with it. Well, the thing is, too, is and there's been a lot of great movies I've seen over the last 10 years, especially, that I'm like, man, that movie was the shit. Like, you know, that's a remake. And yeah. The, the words, the dreaded, fit, you know, you know, that's a remake. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. shit. No. And, and, and that's... Like, The Departed. Okay? Yep. That's a remake. And I, I, I love that movie. Like, you know, it's the new really one. really good. I love it. And they're like, oh, that's a, re that's a, that's a totally a remake. And it was actually yep. a remake of, uh, I got it right here. Infernal Affairs. Thank you very much. Yep. Infernal Affairs. Um, which I may have seen that too, but just didn't put the two together. Um, great remake, and I don't. I would consider that because that they put a lot of time into that. I mean, oh yeah, th that was not a joke. That was Mar that was Martin Scorsese who did that. There was so many, just so many beautiful little elements in that movie. Just just down to the cell phone, the cell phone buzzing, which still I can watch that movie and hear a cell phone buzzing, and I will still look at my damn phone. <laughs> You know, yeah. there's some really great things they did with that movie. So I don't really think that was much of a cash grab. I think they took a really great story because it's oh, like it's no. a complex story. Oh My yeah, God, is that a complex story? Um, and this they, was not a cash grab. This was taking a foreign film, bringing it to the domestic market. Yeah, under yeah. the direction of Martin Scorsese, who turned it into definitely one of the better crime. Oh yeah, sagas of the last. 
decade or so. Yeah, but again, like he didn't do it just because, like, oh, you know, I bet that an American version of Infernal Affairs would do well. He did it because he thought, like, oh, this story would be great. really interesting if told in, like, in Boston. Yeah, yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, and like, oh, yeah, and it almost it feels very much like it sort of runs parallel to me with like Gangs of New York. Like those are in a way, kind of very similar movies and like the yes. grandiose scale yeah, of yeah. their crime saga and the trajectory of the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's why I think like the sort of knee-jerk, like, oh, all remakes are bad thing. Like that's, it's not true. There's like... No. But no. it's it's fairly obvious, like, which is, which is which. And it's always, like, it's not like, oh, is it a remake? It's like, was this remake made for any reason besides money? Well, Lee Lind is here and he just mentioned Old Boy. The old boy remake is treacherous, horrible. To get yeah, Josh. Brolin. So I hear. Uh, I yeah, I not did good. not subject myself to it. I have yeah, a copy of it. Me and Michelle and Jesse and Heather. Uh, there were like four or five of us that went mm-hmm. to go see it. I think they were all there. I know me and Michelle were there. It was painful to get through mm. because it's just not good. It's just not good. Yeah, yeah. But this was another attempt to take a foreign film and you know, translate it to U.S. audiences, and it just didn't work. It just doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Something about the original works, even with U.S. audiences, you yeah. know? Like, they think we're too stupid or something to watch a film with subtitles and get the context of the foreign movie that we have to have an American remake. No. Just no. Well, there was, you know, yeah. there, I mean, another obvious one, at least to me, and I'll be totally honest, maybe, maybe I am... I maybe I'm talking on my ass saying this, but the Martyrs remake, I didn't even I didn't even watch it. So I've I'm, heard I, nothing but horrible things about the Martyrs and, remake, and, that, and, and and I'm not I didn't see it based on that because I ha- I own the original, and that's one of the hardest things to watch. Not because it's a bad movie, it's it's just a it's just an insane movie, and we've raved about that movie a million times on this podcast. Well. Um, the problem with Martyrs is the fact that the first film is a literal piece of art. Yeah. And then you attach directors to it here that don't really understand, you know, how to do that and mm-hmm. how to make an artful horror movie. I actually interviewed um, Bailey Noble when that movie was coming out. And uh, I interviewed her for the Martyrs remake. And she was all about, oh, it's horrifying. It's this, it's that, blah, 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 blah. And I just I never bothered watching it because I didn't want to. But Jesse did watch it. Yeah. And just said it was abysmal, just terrible. All the brutality is cut out. It doesn't have any of the horrifying elements of the original, from what I understand. I mean, the, so. the premise. I always have said that the premise of that movie really can it can hold its own. And I, just saying, if this remake held on to that premise, that may be able to save it, but. I'm just afraid if I, I I just don't want to lose an hour and a half of my life. (laughs) I'm sorry. I've seen the original Martyrs and it's that good, but you know, and it's because it's that insane to watch. It's that hard to watch. It's a horrifying movie. And the premise of the film, um, that's what kind of, that's the beauty of the film is the, is the premise because it's so horrifying. But if you understand the premise, you're like, Whoa, Holy crap. Right. Trippy film. Fuck making a remake of that. I don't. I'll never see that movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see it. Uh, that's and I don't know if that was a cash grab. I, but, I mean, why? What's the reason? Yo, that's What's the with, reason. With that and Old Boy, I've got to ask. Like even with with Old Boy, even though that was Spike Lee, did it feel like 
he had a compelling reason to retell that story or did it feel like a studio was like hey this is a pretty notorious film let's get some director with good art house cred and pay him a bunch of money to make you know this. what i really couldn't tell because the movie was so shitty <laughs> then josh probably... brolin is great josh brolin is great elizabeth olsen is always great she was good in the film too it was just something about watching it that you're you're sitting there going like the textures aren't right the cinematography doesn't look the same. It doesn't have that same gritty feel mm. as the original. And sometimes when you're watching an actor do it the first time, you really get sucked into that character because you've yeah. never associated with them before. With the remake, it just felt like just cheap and not like, it. I don't know. I, I have a hard time explaining it. It was just a shit remake. Well, okay, so follow-up question. The way you describe it, was it another thing like the Psycho remake where it's just like an almost shot for shot? Just yes. like carbon copy? Ooh. Yes. Yes. And remakes like that bother me almost more than any others because it's like right. they extra have no real right to exist. Yes. Like if you're just carbon copying the original and not adding anything new, like why? Why it, are you even doing it? Why bother? Yeah, yeah. Cause like, go I mean, watch the original again. Yeah, like Psycho, like Gus Van Sant's a good filmmaker, but he's not. No one's gonna take those exact shots and that exact script and make a better movie than Hitchcock did. What's, so, like, why not just make your own Hitchcockian movie that's something else? I always felt with the Psycho remake that it was more or less Gus Van Sant seeing if he could do it or not, and stay within the budgetary constraints of making it. And also, I mean. As much as the movie sucks, Vince Vaughn is a pretty damn good Norman Bates Yo, in the movie. Vince Vaughn, people forget what a good dramatic actor he was before he became comedy star Vince Vaughn. Yes, yes. Like I, I, we, we bring up The Cell a lot on this podcast. I yeah. fucking love The Cell. The Cell's great. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, here's a good one. Okay. Scarface. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You never oh, yeah. saw Scarface. Did you see Scarface? I really hate Scarface. <laughs> I, I I know it's a minority opinion. That's all right. I it's cool. Strongly dislike Scarface. Why? Why? Uh just I just find it just a really great You don't like the strong language, movie. do you? The Fuck strong no. language. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing about Scarface that always yeah. bugs me is that it is sort of playing at being a, you know, commentary on american excess but then it's also just wallowing in excess itself like it really really is trying to have its cake and eat it too and act all sanctimonious and intelligent while being the the exact same thing yeah but like that's saying like oh it's part of the point to be exactly the sort of shallow thing that i'm trying to critique i think I feel like along the way, he's like, man, this movie's going to be badass and hit another line of coke himself. And I, don't, I just, I appreciate that it's a well-made movie for what it is. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. no, its cool. place in pop culture. It just fucking, I just find it so irritating. Uh, it's a, but it's a well-made that, movie. And again, it's, it's the thing where like, it isn't a carbon copy. It takes like this. 30s movie and updates it to the 80s and does something really different and in that sense i can appreciate why it's the right kind of remake it's just a movie that i kind of hate there was a (laughs) to your point um and you're i think you're dead on with that too um a lot of that excess you're talking about yeah it was the like chris also said too that was the point not saying that you're wrong but that was the point 
Um, that's why they use the score they use. A lot of disco stuff. You see a lot of stuff. And in, 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 it's supposed to portray all this insane excess. Like, you know, just, you know, what to do with all the fucking cash? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, an, it's a time capsule of yeah. the 80s drug era yeah. is really what it is. That's, yeah. that's true. You know, so is Miami Connection. And I'd rather watch Miami well, Connection. Yeah. <laughs> but I think with Scarface, it really yeah. does hit upon a lot of the... Mm like the refugee stuff that was going on then and then point being put in the internment camps and stuff like that, you know, living under the bridge mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie. Like you really get the, I hate to say it, but it's kind of like, you know, the American way of life, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're living underneath the bridge now. But once gonna, we get out of here, yeah, we're, we're going to sell that. a bunch of cocaine, get the fuck out of here, and we're going to be millionaires. Yeah. You know, it's it's a time capsule that kind of captures the material excess of the 80s. Um, but also an, an idea of, you know, some skewed interpretation of what the American way of life or the American dream is. Too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. no, that's that's fair. That's that what, it is. And that, really, that's a lot of that way it is. That's what I've always found fascinating about that movie. Ever since I saw it when I was a kid, was like, if you're a native citizen, you're born here. You know, we kind of know that you run down this, you run down through this gauntlet, and then you ultimately are supposed to meet, you know, the American dream, uh, where you have a house and you have a couple cars and you have a family or whatever it might be, and you have some money in the bank and food in the fridge, and that's the American dream. But to other people, when they have it, when they come from a different environment. Well, that's where you get Scarface from, like or at least this interpretation from '83, right? Where it's like, yeah. you know, and there's, and there is, I mean, there, and there is a line from the movie that does sum it up, and it's a famous line from the movie. You know, first you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the woman, right? Because they, all they were thinking about was pussy too. I mean, the whole damn movie, that's just you know all that, you know, and there's a million lines that allude to that too. But that line right there, you know, first you get the money, then you get the power, right? And that that those two lines, like those two phrases right there uh they were probably responsible for a lot of the 90s rap we had to listen to oh yeah <laughs> they, they, they modeled themselves there As a matter of fact the box set i it was have, all about that yeah, yeah the box set that i have of scarface they interview a ton of like you know rap bands or rap artists and they're like oh that was my biggest inspiration was scarface i wrote all my songs about that stuff we were we were obsessed with that so i mean there's a lot of ways to look at it and you're spot on too you're totally spot on i can see why it would be kind of irritating um, but it's also just a freaking badass movie too. I mean, that movie was just the stuff of legend when we were kids. The chainsaw scene, man. The my... chainsaw teen scene was so talked up. Like you, yeah. literally got Everybody's like, "Oh, you can't see that because the chainsaw scene is so nasty. It's going to get a rated X." And I'm thinking, "Oh man, I got to see this now." That's what all my friends are like. Thinking, oh, you didn't see that yet? You're a you're, loser. I kept thinking we're going to see this guy get sawed in half, and literally the camera pans to the left, and all you see is the guy's eye. You know. It's yeah. not as violent yeah. as it was. No, no, today. but it, mm-hmm. but it looked. But for what it was, it looked great. But the way they shot that, um, it's it's in, incredibly disturbing to see that. But that point aside, I mean, yeah, mixed reviews on that one here. But it's definitely a cool remake as far as as far as being a remake. Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess agree on the that. thing about Scar, I wouldn't have as big a problem with that movie as I did if it wasn't overhyped as like the end all and be all gangster movie the way that it is see that's not i true. think yeah, that, i i don't yeah. think it's to be an end all and be it all is game. great good fellas yeah good fellas yeah it is yeah i don't know that i maybe feel the need to like 
have more backlash against that movie than it oh, deserves yeah. because just I don't know. All right, so <laughs> here's what I'm gonna shit all over, dude. Get the get the wipes okay. out. Okay. All right. Uh, Clash of the Titans, the 2016. Oh, dude, no, 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 so I, I screwed up here. Man. No, it was like 2010. 2010. Or sorry, yeah. I looked at a different date. Yeah. The 2010 Clash of the Titans. You just that's don't. What can I say that's good about that? Oh wait, nothing. When simply Piece does not shit. remake Clash of the Titans. You yeah, just yeah. don't you don't do, do that. it unless you're going to use real animation yeah, from eighty one. Yep. Eighty one. Um, there's nothing that will ever look like <laughs> that movie. Mm-hmm. That movie was the eighty one version. Yes. Um, that movie was so damn cool. I know you did, Chris, and I know I did also. Because that thing was on constant rotation on HBO. So you could watch that thing like four times a day, and I did sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that thing over and over again, dude. Watching the whole Medusa's Lair scene, that just permanently scarred in my head. I cannot get that out, man. Um, there was just something. The, the, all the claymation they did, it just looked so damn. The- it was so gritty and cool looking. And the colors, that's mm-hmm. what was so I think I've talked about the blood, like Medusa's blood when he whacks her head off. You see this blood. It's like it's not blood. It looks like the blob. I talk about the blob. Like yeah, that, it's like that, this dark oily material. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very gelatinous yeah. though too. It don't flow like you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more just a gelatinous thing, and it's just those details that just man, I could watch that flick yeah, over and over yeah. again. Yeah. And then here comes 2010. Hey Amber, let's go see Clash of the Titans again. This will be totally great. I love the movie. And oh, dude. Medusa. I think you need to end your relationship with her, like, tonight. I, dude, I hope she's not listening right now. You're, <laughs> out, out of shame because you took her to see Out of that shame. Film. I don't even know why we went to see that. I think we both well, we both love Clash of the Titans. We both love that movie. Right. And we, let's go check it out. And, yeah, just the Medusa scene, which is, I love to point out, is just this, this wispy little snake-like thing flying around in here and giggling and laughing. And I'm like, this is fucking Medusa, dude. No, no. Yeah, yeah the that remake was pretty. There terrible. was nothing. It, it was it was horrendous. And I, they actually sequelized it with Wrath of the Titans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah they, I didn't give, they didn't watch it. Can never quite believe that that movie did well enough to get that because like I've never met anyone yeah. who likes 2010's Clash of the Titans. Hey, there's some weird people out there, man. Yeah. What were they thinking? I don't know. Well, taking something that, especially like at that time when like we were well into CGI overload. Yes. Uh, and like that was already getting super fatigued and taking a movie that is just famous for its really good stop motion practical effects. Yeah. And redoing it as just a CGI fest at like peak CGI burnout period. Like, ew, why? You know, another one I really want to just poop on. Yeah, I mean, I want to poop on. I want poop to. On it. I want to poop on. To poop on it. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. The, uh, yes. The Poltergeist remake. Thank you very much. Didn't even watch it. Fuck it. Don't care. Don't want to. You see know. It. Yeah, I, I also did not watch it. Don't I just. I had nothing going on one night, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go see this thing. And I knew it w- had been in development hell for a while. They had a hard yeah. time getting this movie out. And there was a lot of negative press and hype about it. Well, imagine that. Yeah. It is, it's not only just one of the t- most terrible movies I've ever seen. Um, I think Sam Rockwell is in this as the dad, too. Yeah. Which is unbelievable that he would even take that role. But the Poltergeist remake, 
it literally like shits on the original because the original is almost two hours long. Yeah. Okay. They really, you get to know these characters. You feel like you're part of the family. Yeah. You know, you really sympathize with Joe Beth Williams wanting to find. Yeah. Carol Don't go into that. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny story about that. Um, this house is clean. Back in the nineties, this band that I had called Kirk's Red Girlfriend we wrote a song called Carol Ann uh-huh. and it was literally the same music. We like repeated it for like six or seven minutes. And then we put like this reverse voice effect on in the entire song. It's just us going, Carol don't go into the light. <laughs> That's the entire song. That's much. Jeez. But anyways, yeah. Oh, um, so <laughs> moving I, on. You from need that. to provide a link to that song. I gotta find below yeah, this podcast. We need an MP3 somewhere. and we want to yeah. play it. We're gonna use it as the theme Loop. music now for um, the show. But no, the 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 Poltergeist remake. You can tell they made like hard cuts to move the movie down from like two hours to like an hour and twenty minutes. Ooh, it's like brutal. Like there's whole sections that you can tell are missing that were there at some point. See, and, and this is the thing. Oh, I know. I know people. Weird. I know people will say because we're well, I think we're pretty honest. Like I didn't see that movie. Yeah, and I I didn't see it for a damn good reason. I know some people are like, well, how can you say you know you're gonna shit on something? Um, well, when you haven't even seen it yet. So well, yeah, I have. I saw the original. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you right now, if there's one thing I do have when it comes to that is instinct when it comes to that. And look, <laughs> I've seen the original Poltergeist. It was a fucking game changer. It okay? was. Mm-hmm. It yes. was that good. And I don't. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. You, I, I don't need to see this remake. No. It's not. I, I don't need to see it. It's not going to be as good. It's going to be a waste of my time. I'm busy. You're busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. So and that's, and that's well, just an opinion. I, I know it's cool. I, It's an opinion, but a lot of the times I think what the studios are thinking with a film like Poltergeist and that's a fucking, is, that was a fucking cash grab right there. That is Straight a cash up cash grab. grab. Yes. You know, I think remaking something classic like Poltergeist. You're out of your lot, mind. A lot of the times it's, oh, cash grab number one. Let's try to reintroduce the kids of today, the millennials, to a story from the 80s that's Go pre-existing. Fucking, the movie's there. You can you can buy it. You can download it. You can you can squeeze it out of your ass. You can do whatever you want. You can get the movie. It's not. It's a poltergeist, for Christ's sake. Yeah. It's not hard to find. What's so hard to digest for the kids of today? What, what I, What's so hard about that? Is it too much for them? They're simplifying. You know, they're simplifying well, yeah. well, that's and my, giving that's them... My point. They're force-feeding them the hyper edit like yes they, they, can't, saying, yeah. they can't handle the two hours so let's give them the hour and 20 yeah. minute you know cut. this is so interestingly enough the other night i got dinner with one of my co-workers and her daughter who's in her early 20s and the topic of poltergeist came up and exactly this phenomenon that we were just describing happened where my coworker was talking about how great poltergeist is like oh yeah poltergeist is great and then her daughter thought that poltergeist was really boring and cheesy and really liked the remake but when the remake came out she was also like 20 so yeah like ex- and and i just shook my head yeah and I my just- coworker just shook her head and but it's it's everybody's this allowed exact, not to, everybody's like allowed. the 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 young yeah. millennials are like you know or maybe the generation below the millennials. I don't want to make it out like I'm shitting on young people either. But that's one thing I'm going to say. Like, you know, hey, you don't like Scarface. That's cool. No problem, man. But I'm going to say, you you think 
that the original Poltergeist was boring and cheesy. However, I will say that I think a lot of these kids will get a little bit older and learn a bit better. Like, I definitely remember, like, you know, seeing, like, The Lost Boys for the first time when I was a teenager after it had been, like, way too overhyped. And I thought, like, wow, this was, like, people told me this was going to be, like, the best vampire movie ever, and it's cheesy as fuck. And then a little bit later, the more I thought about it, like, wait, oh, that it's kind of cheesy as fuck is kind of why it's so great. Oh, that movie? Yeah. Like... And, like, yeah. you know, I came around to it as I got a little bit older and realized, like, oh, this movie's super fun. You know, I'll, In part because it's got that. I'll be honest with you. That it. was out when yeah. I was, like, in middle school. That movie turned me on to so much good music. Yeah. Like, the People Are Strange um, uh, cut that's in that. You know, yeah. it's not The Doors, but it turned me on to The Doors, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of good music. Echo and the Bunnymen, Ooh, In Excess. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a lot of good stuff in there. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, but, well, let's let's quit yeah. shitting on movies for a few minutes here and talk about something that I know we're all going to like. I was having fun pooping. Oh, the Willy Wonka remake was terrible. Oh, oh I didn't. Yeah, yeah I didn't, that didn't yeah. even make my list. Yeah. It Sorry, was. Johnny. It, it certainly sucked. was a movie. It was a movie. All right. That's another one, though, too. You know, I'm, I mean, I should have put that on this list just to shit on it. Let's keep shitting. Although, you all know, right. I will say, in fairness to that movie... It is another one of those cases where it's not a remake of the Gene Wilder movie. It's another adaptation of the books. It's, it's not really, a re- but that's it's not this a is good a, adaptation. I would say this is a reboot. Myself. It's a reboot. Yeah. yeah, it's like I see what it's going for. The problem with that movie is that its vision for what to do with the story is okay. just at a base level not that good. Yeah. Yes. And like I love Tim Burton. I've loved some of his other reboots. I really like Dark Shadows. His Dark Shadows movie I, is fun. I love Dark Shadows, actually. Yeah, his Willy Wonka Shockingly is kind enough. of a, a misstep. And yeah. basing Willy Wonka on Michael Jackson was Willy not Wonka's a good not supposed idea. to be like that freaky Tim Burton thing. Willy Wonka's supposed to no. be like colorful and fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. so All right. We can move along. Yeah, and, uh, let's let's stop shitting for a minute. Um, <coughs> I know. Little Shop of, of Horrors. Oh, fuck yeah. That's something I know we're all going to do. That is yeah. and I think we just talked that's about that. super interesting. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that recently. I, I don't know if it was... It may have been last week. I don't know. It came up. It was it, not last week. Was, it wasn't? Nor was it the week before. I don't know. I know it, it came up. It was a few um, weeks ago. I mentioned yeah. it. Awesome. The the uh, That was a 1986 remake mm-hmm. directed by Frank Oz. And yeah, could watch that over and over again, man. I, I, I just love oh, that yeah. flick. It's just... Uh, I mean, obviously, um, the the plant. I forgot that damn name. Audrey, Audrey too. too. Thank you. God, like, I'm so old. I'm, no memory anymore. I'm just. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying right here on the show. I can tell. Audrey too. It's okay. I mean, that the song. The the. I mean, and it's a musical. It is. Yeah, it was a stage musical first. And, and there's few musicals I really dig, like that and the Blues Brothers. You know, those are like my two musicals. I think I'm really into. Hmm. Okay. Um, uh What's there to say? I mean, there's you know, the 86 remake, you know, watching Steve Martin just try to kill Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. Some of the fucking funniest shit I've ever seen. Just him trying to hurt him. Just him putting his hand. Oh, oh. I mean, I just can sit there and watch that and die laughing every time, you know, because he's into it. He's just totally into it. Um, there's just all them great elements. Um <laughs> 
obviously Audrey, all, all the scenes with Audrey too are hilarious, dude. The, oh yeah, the songs with Audrey, Audrey too. It's just a, it's a fun thing to watch, man. I don't know what else to say. Well, there's a lot yeah. of dark comedy in that. Oh movie. god, oh yeah. The oh, yeah. the songwriting is phenomenal. Yes, Rick Moranis just carries that yeah. role perfectly. Oh yeah, yeah. That's definitely in that like top ten remake yeah. list too. Totally, so. absolutely, yeah, yeah. Love and definitely. That movie probably the most different from the original remake that i can think yeah, of yeah 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 you know what I, and i let's <laughs> i want to shit on some more stuff because i never i didn't even see this one either yeah the karate kid 2010 oh god the, the remake Come on, is man. so bad it's Come just on. so bad it just didn't need to be done at all you know, mm-hmm. I just felt like Jaden Smith was getting like forced down our throats with that movie. He's just a horrible actor in the first place. So yeah, that Karate Kid remake literally is it's diarrhea. If we're shitting on movies, that movie is literal cinematic diarrhea. There's no reason for it to exist. Well, speaking of more diarrhea, <laughs> now you know what I might be no okay I. I'm going to call this one out, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, though. Yeah. Okay. I will definitely tell you if you're wrong. The 2007 version of Halloween by directed by Rob Zombie. Now, mm. could that be a reboot? No, that's that's a straight-up remake. That's a remake. Yes. Uh, okay. So oh, no, I'm thinking about Halloween 2. Okay, so here's how I that's would look at those That's more of a films. reboot. I would yeah. say that Halloween was a remake, and Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 yeah. is another cinematic dump. Literally, well, they're pieces. It's a they're reboot. Both, it's a reboot. They're both shitty, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoy the original Halloween. Um, I mean, don't the get me wrong. The original Halloween. No, I mean, I, the, the I enjoyed the first Rob Zombie Halloween. Yes, me and, too. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It obviously does not touch the original to me, and it was one that I went in real skeptical <laughs> of it. The fucking balls on him. It's okay. Anyways, we okay. like what we like. I'm talking about Rob. I'm just bitching. Like oh, Rob, Rob Zombie. Zombie. Oh, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. Anyway, no, wait, go ahead. Yeah, but like, okay, so what, what I what I like about that is that mm. it does enough that's different. And like, it kind of it builds up Michael's backstory, and then it does I don't want to fucking hear off. Michael's backstory. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm getting the, I'm getting the But again, <laughs> there's no point in remaking something if you're going to literally do the exact same goddamn thing again well so doing something that's kind of different doing it at all well yeah i mean okay <laughs> i i enjoyed his remake yeah. if it didn't exist yeah. at all i wouldn't be sad well, we, did, we just said that if there was yeah. like three halloween movies and that was it i wouldn't be sad yeah the I, third I, being season of the witch i guess that's um, my point uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> all right okay <laughs> i mean that's my point though everybody stop screaming now we're yes. having a, we're having a spirited discussion <laughs> on this know. subject. Sorry, guys, the um, listening audience. We're yeah, we're getting a little. But loud yeah, here. I mean, his hollow <laughs> his Halloween remake was very consistent with John Carpenter's Halloween. But then when we went into Halloween two by Rob Zombie, yeah, we. I'm sorry, Rob Zombie. Fuck that. Fuck you. Shit. Number one. Yep. The fucking why, balls on this why, guy. Why? Why? Why do we make Michael Myers look exactly like Rob Zombie? Like seriously, well, this that. is it's self-serving trash. That's pretentious that bullshit. There's a certain done. amount of self-serving trash in but, every Rob Zombie. Well, oh yeah, agree <laughs> totally. But the problem is too, you know, you've got Sherry Moon playing Michael Myers' mommy. Oh god, this is just, I'm getting mad. Two, thinking, but just 
and like they put this like hyper surreal kind of like tripped out um yeah. supernatural story in it too and i'm just going like this is Halloween. This is not what Halloween is about. This yeah. is about a faceless killer walking around the town killing people. It's Wait, not you, you about... You mean the, the, the cult in Halloween 6 didn't do it for you? <laughs> 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 don't Be quiet. He'll remake that one too. No, I'd, we don't want I'd that. I'd totally go see A Curse of Michael Myers he, remake. Okay. The, the, you know what? Oh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No. Just, you know what bring, makes bring me back the most Paul about Rudd again and miscast yeah. him again? And, uh, you know what makes me the most the most angry about Hollow you know Rob Zombie Zombies Halloween two is that he kills Danny Trejo also like that. yeah like that really pissed me off because I'm I'm a big I'm I'm one of those guys I love Danny Trejo I think he's incredible and I don't ever want to see him die like a bitch yeah, or anything yeah, dude yeah that guy's all tough guy to me and that really bummed me out that whole thing yeah then that's the whole thing here yeah I, I agree okay he shot okay it's it's a good remake the original one right yeah the the, the first one. Yeah. Did the it second have one, to be made? And the no. second one, no. The second one, that shouldn't have been made. Never. I'll, I'll question the first one. Did it have to be made? No. The second one should not have been made. I don't want to know backstories. I don't want a different spin on this thing. Right, right. I don't want to see Sherry Moon Zombie in any more fucking movies either. I'm over her too. Fuck Rob Zombie. Let's move the fuck on. <laughs> okay. So speaking of... Jesus Christ. <laughs> we are so mad tonight. Uh, so I love it, I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> remakes of iconic 70s horror movies. Yeah, yeah. One that I honestly enjoy, because even more so than Rob Zombie's Halloween, it's completely fucking different, yeah. is the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, oh yeah, thank you. I really like the great remake film. of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And because like that one, it knows that the original is really iconic, and it knows that if it did a straight-up remake, it wouldn't be good. So well, it takes the same concept and does something really, really different with it. Well, and it's probably Zack Snyder's potentially best movie i mean i yeah. like all of his films but this you know it really it pays tribute to the original yeah but it recreates those exact same scenarios mm -hmm. and just goes for it you yeah. know so and it looks good and it sounds good oh, and yeah. you actually kind of connect with a lot of the characters in the movie absolutely and yeah. then you get the zombie baby i mean the yeah. zombie baby is sweet yeah like it flies off in really unexpected directions yes. like that like i remember seeing that in theaters and just like honestly being shocked that it went where it went because it just like so did its own thing mm -hmm. and of course i mean you know we talk about it being like Zack snyder's probable best movie but it was also written by james gunn right right around the time that you know he had he did the one-two punch of that and slither which oh, are that's both right. Those... awesome, awesome homages to 80s horror and both like mm -hmm. really nasty splatterfests. And yeah, so Dawn of the Dead. One that we have not mentioned yet, which I actually enjoy as a remake, a lot of people don't, is uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong remake. Yeah, Peter Jackson's King Kong is good. Oh yeah, I saw that. It's, I mean, it's too yeah, long. Even it's in the short long. version, it's too long. But it's, it's fun, and it captures the spirit of the original. It, yeah, it sticks with the story of the original. Yes. You know? And Naomi Watts, I mean... Uh, yeah. Hi. Are you watching, Naomi? She's probably <laughs> he's not watching. He's about to start touching himself Damn if you're it. watching right now. Damn you, Naomi. You guys ever see the 2013 remake of Carrie? I... Okay, this is... I mean, I didn't mean, like, I didn't mean to derail that. I'm sorry, Chris. But, Did you no, that's okay. I don't care. Right. So I, I really like the 2013 I, I enjoyed it uh 
Yeah, Julianne I, Moore plays the mother, doesn't she? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, now this is one where I this is kind of I'm sure a lot of people will say that this is blasphemous because the De Palma film is a huge classic and deservedly so. Oh yeah. I think I like the 2013 Carrie slightly better because the character development works better to me and I like all the depth of the character of the mom. Like yeah. instead of this like really over the top camp villain yeah. as played, you know, brilliantly of course by Piper Laurie. Yeah. Like the mom is like a very realistically disturbed character and like just all the ways in which like you sort of sympathize with her. Like she's she's mentally ill and she has struggles that she's dealing with very mm-hmm. badly and taking everything out on her daughter. Yeah. And it's and I mean like that so it was it was directed by the it's Kimberly the same director Pierce. as yeah, Kimberly Pierce, who was yeah. the director of Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. And it feels a lot like Boys Don't Cry to me. That it's like a very serious, dark, troubled coming of age movie in yeah. a sense. But she has telekinetic powers. And that's one that I it's hotly debated, and I've had this debate with Michelle of like, was it a cash grab or was it a remake that had a reason to exist to tell the story in a different way. I think it definitely had a reason to exist. No, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was one of those one, just one-off things. Amber just kind of got it from the library she works at, and uh, and I was I kind of walked in on it like in like the first like three yeah. five yeah. minutes, and I'm like, oh, Kara, whatever. <laughs> this is gonna be a piece of shit. I see the original one, and I didn't I didn't feel that way. I st- yeah. I sat through it. I was stuck to my I was stuck to the chair. And I watched it, and I enjoyed it. You know, it, yeah. it felt like the, you know, it just felt like there was some work put into it. Oh, my yeah. thing with these, my thing with these remakes too is, you know, you can tell these cash grabs. You can tell they just feel cheap. Like the like we were talking about Old Boy earlier. It did. It just didn't feel organic at all. It just felt like it was. It just felt plastic to me. Uh, it didn't work like you were saying. Also, Chris, um, Carrie felt right. It felt good. It was there for me. That's just for me, though. I mean, I'm sure somebody else could have a different opinion, but it just felt like it worked. It worked for me. I don't know. Well, and Chloe Grace Moretz, I mean, she's always really good, too. And I think she did a pretty good representation of that character and kind of changing it a little bit from the Sissy Spacek version. Yes. Which is tough to do. I mean, that's which, a, this is a, this is a tall drink of water. And, you know, there was another remake from 2002 uh, that was directed by David Carson. Yeah. It, I never saw a, that. That was a made-for-TV made made one. Yes, yep. I hear that it certainly is a made-for-TV movie from 2002. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, I've seen it. It's not very good. It's not very good. Yeah. Here's an obvious one, too, and this is one that I think we all might dig, because um, they're both the shit. Um, the Blob, 1988. Oh, hell the Blob, yeah. That was the remake of the, 19, obviously, the 1958 version. Yeah, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. We were ta- yeah, we mentioned yeah, The Blob. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, great remake. Yeah. Uh, Shawnee Smith. Insane special effects. Yeah, Shawnee Smith is in that? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jennifer. What's her name? I thought she. No, I think it's something else. Never mind. Nope, nope, nope. Nope. Don't Strike go there. those last couple of seconds. <laughs> uh, you know, Shawnee Smith's in that. Uh, no, Johnny Depp's in that too, isn't he? Isn't he? No. Uh, no. Who the hell's in there? Somebody else in that movie. Johnny Drama's in it. Johnny Drama? Yeah, from Entourage. Oh. Matt Dillon's brother. Yeah, yeah. All right, no, right. I'm I'm mixing movies up, but the 1988 Blob that was a lot of fun to watch. Oh yeah, fucking crazy to watch too. There was some really cool, cool imagery that was done. Yeah. All practical too. Oh yeah, <clears throat> the original to me, you know, those two like Kevin Dillon. Kevin Dillon, thank you. Yeah. Those two really sit like the 1988 and the 1958 version. That's one of those weird ones, like for me, where 
I mean, it's a lot of times like, oh, the original. And there's been, I, I can't really, looking at this thing, like the ones I've seen, like as far as I've seen both yeah. films, um, the blob is one where it, they both just kind of sit even on the scale for me. They're both yeah. fantastic in their own way. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. They really um, are. You know, and the blob itself is just that weird. I mean, a different. And I think that, I think we were talking about like monsters or something. That's that's the show we talked about. The yeah, blob. creatures. Oh, yeah. Yes, yep. Uh, a few weeks ago, and very different kind of monster. We've we've kind of went through that before, but a very very different monster. Nothing like that ever. Yeah. Um, I think we I think we mentioned also though like uh the, from Creep Creep Show two there was the lake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a different idea, kind of the same idea, but different, cool idea. But the Blob was fun to watch. Both those were a lot of fun. I can watch both those over and over again. Really great. Films. Oh yeah, and that's sort of the Blob is from an era of like in the eighties. There were a bunch of like really good special effects movie yeah, remakes yeah. of fifties sci-fi movies. And interestingly enough, I mean, these are movies like we all think of them as classics because like we grew up with them and like yeah. now they're enshrined as classics but looking back at old reviews all of them suffered from the same thing that a lot of these remakes suffer from where there was this like knee-jerk like why the fuck are you remaking these classics that's pointless this is stupid yeah so like that the fly the thing the thing i was like all thing. those were really maligned as unnecessary remakes by a lot of people at the time and now they're like some of the best like most well, yeah. beloved classics of that era, the all, thing, all three of those. The yeah, thing. The thing. I mean, holy crap! How many times has that movie come up on this show? I mean, oh yeah, it's it's a mainstay. It's one yeah. of them we yeah. talk about the most. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. And, and the fly also. I've watched the fly. It's one of those ones I've watched over and over again. Yeah. Um, and, and that's another just hard movie to watch. It's so oh, freaking yeah. disturbing. So and just emotionally devastating. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um. Well, what I you know the idea, yeah, I you know I forgot that Cronenberg um, directed yeah. the the eighty six version of the Fly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many things that happen in that movie, um, I, and I it, the the story of the Fly too. It's just you know, I I don't think he knows what's happening to him initially. Then yeah, he realizes. Like, when I've heard somebody make the argument that that movie is an allegory for watching a loved one die of a chronic illness. And it totally is. And, like, the emotions of that movie, like, that's why it feels like such a heavy movie. Really? Yeah, yeah, like, it taps into something something real going on there. Well, yeah, you know, when when you do get to the end, it's like, well, you know, it's a fly. Mm -hmm. But she loves him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. She loves to fly. She loves to fly. She wants to get some of that. She wants to fly unzipped. (laughs) (laughs) Where the fuck are we going with this? How long we been? Well, we've been going forever. Let's keep going. There's a lot more to cover here. Um, So yeah, we you know we covered those kind of in a trifecta: the fly, the thing. Yeah. Um, Although the thing is another one that is sort of less a remake of the film and more another adaptation of the novel. Yeah. Uh, Which yeah, the original way simplifies it. Because, like, in the, the novel is, you know, like the John Carpenter movie, where it's mm. a shapeshifter, and it's very H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft-inspired. And, you know, there's there's no way they could pull that off mm. really well in the 50s. So oh! They, they didn't. I forgot about this one. Oh, yeah? Now, this may be... I may be wrong on this, though, too. Uh, so I'll risk being funny. Um, Ghostbusters. I'd say that's that more, more of a, a reboot? reboot. Okay, that's why I was. Yeah, gonna, that was I, a reboot. Okay, so let's just yeah. scratch that one. Piece yeah. of shit, regardless. But okay, fine. Let's move on. Um, 
You guys ever see The Gambler? The original? The original, the original no. was from 74. Yes. Had James Caan in it. Yep. Um, it was remade see, with... Yeah, it was remade. It was directed by Rupert Wyatt. Huh. Yeah, it's decent. The remake's I didn't see the rem- decent. I didn't see I've the remake. I've seen it. I it's, love the original. It's, it's, it's a fair movie. It's not great by any means, but um, yeah, it, it's pretty tight. Another one that shouldn't have been remade, um, Fright Night. Why? Why was it? Why? Why did that have to be remade? Uh, see now, I—that's another one that I—I I like the remake of Fright Night. Uh, d- did you see it? I saw half of it and I said no. I'm going away. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but tell me. Yeah. Because I could be totally wrong. I could be off the base here. Tell me what you. Tell me what you think. So what I like about it, again, it's not as good as the original. But what I like about it is that it updates everything to the present day in a way that really makes sense. Okay. Where like. You know, because, like, you know, Charlie Brewster in the remake, like, you know, he would have grown up on, like, the sort of 90s, like, scream era of, like, snarky postmodern horror comedies. Yeah. And so the movie kind of takes on that feel, just like the original kind of takes on that, like, hammer horror vibe that Charlie grew up on. And, you know, instead of being, like an aging hammer horror star like a Vincent Price or something. Peter Vincent is like a washed up 90s celebrity magician. And like the way that they move it all forward kind of works and lets it stand on its own. And, uh, and I mean, Anton Yelchin, of course, is, he was, he was always great and he's really good in that. Um, I really like, I mean, I thought David Tennant was really fun as, Mm -hmm. As Peter Vincent, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and uh, Colin Farrell was fun as Jerry, and I like how all those characters are really different from the original, especially yeah, Peter Vincent and Jerry up. Dandridge. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like they know that you're you're not gonna play the exact same character and come close to living up to you know Chris Sarandon and Roddy McDowell in that original movie. So right. they make it their own thing, and so yeah, like I totally get why. You might not like it, and yeah. like that's totally fine. But like, it felt different enough that like those two movies can coexist to me. What about Evil Dead? That is a remake. Yeah, to a certain extent. To an extent. Yeah. Um. You know how, that and that right. How, okay. How 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 are you going to remake that? Or well, reboot, they or were whatever. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing with that. Let's let's say. Let's imagine that this is a remake. I actually, when I first saw the new Evil Dead, I despise this movie with such hatred that literally I would have pissed on this movie if I could. If there was a but, if there was a movie in front of him, he would have pissed on it. Yes, but now I've actually watched that movie a few more times, and I kind of appreciate more what they've done with it. Yeah. Um. You know, I do. I I am a person that in. I know a lot of people get shitty about this, but I'm that guy that I do like when they translate a once male character to a female character, and yeah. I think that was really smart of them to not try and recreate Ash, but instead to go for a female lead this time i thought that was actually really smart i think the story writing in the movie is actually pretty good too um they kind of modernized it with hey we're going away to this cabin so she can kind of detox that was kind of the point of the story and then everything goes haywire yeah there's a lot of elements from the original evil dead in this movie them finding the book 
you know, the audio tape, all that kind of stuff yeah. is all in there. I really do like the fact that, yes, this, for the most part, remakes The Evil Dead, but they don't repeat, you know, a lot of things also. And I do like the fact that they said this movie exists in the same universe as the original Evil mm-hmm. Dead. So this is potentially still the same cabin, you know. Mm-hmm. And at one point they were going to try to interconnect those two stories. Now, I think the movie didn't do that well at the box office, so that never yeah. happened. Yeah. But I always imagined that would have been really cool that somehow she hooks up with modern-day Ash and that story continues. Yeah. So. I, I agree. I really enjoyed it. I was super skeptical. And yeah, I also, like I was just saying about Fright Night, yeah, I, I like how they did not try to recreate Ash as a character. Because he's an a, icon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I liked that. The The thing that pulled me out of that movie was that there's some CGI that's really not good for the Deadites. Yes. Mm. But aside from that, it's solid. But yeah, like not having ash be a character because yeah like that ash is bruce campbell like when there's that close of an association right and like and that is why like we sort of touched on this last week that's why well among other reasons that the elm street remake was so bad is because you know as much as on paper jackie earl haley was well cast like freddie is robert england and just it feels wrong and like it Mm -hmm. never sells like you never can accept that somebody else is playing that character. Like yeah. how I feel about this new Han Solo movie. Like, dude, yeah. you're not Han Solo. Just well, go away. Yeah, well, because, yeah, like, unlike, you know, Fright Night, where they make it a totally different character, where, like, he's not trying to be Chris Sarandon. Like, right. Jackie Earl Haley was stuck trying to be Robert Englund, and he's not. Yeah. And that's just, that. it's another one of those ones I just won't go see. It's like, I don't need to see this. It, yeah, and I've, I mean, as I was very clear on last week, I had a hard enough time with with Nightmare on Elm Street as it was. I mean, it's not one of my favorite franchises. Um, fun to watch, but you know, okay, I finally yeah. get myself good with it now. And yeah. no, I'm not going to go and throw a monkey wrench in the whole right, operation. Right, yeah, right. Don't, I'm not don't doing. Do it. I'm not going to waste my time. Man. Yeah, it also given what a like entertaining, like darkly comedic villain Freddy was in the original series that the remake felt the need to, like, really obviously hammer home the fact that he is a pedophile and make him just, like, a straight-up child rapist instead of a serial killer. It just, it was a deeply uncomfortable viewing experience and made it just, like, not a fun movie and it made me feel like I wanted to take a shower. And, like, that does not, like, oh, I just felt, like, all grimy coming out of that movie because, like, they just hammer that home so hard. And, like, it's, oh, it's... Sleazy. Well, and the fact that Jackie Earl Haley had already played like a pervert in a previous movie. I'm trying to remember the name of it right now. Um, but it was like right around that same time. Yeah. It was uh I'm sorry guys. Bear with me. Come on, hurry up. (laughs) Yeah, he had just played a pervert in um God, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie right now. What's wrong with me? Little children. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. So, and then he did that, you know, character of Freddy right after that. It just felt weird, you know. Yeah, repetitive. Repetitive is the term. Yeah. So. Yeah, and just like really unnecessary. 
Yes. And like, I don't know, horror movies just like gratuitously using rape as a plot device to just amp up the ick factor for no reason. Yeah. Is just sleazy and just like, uh, never, never do that. All right. Yeah. What else you guys got? Dracula. 1992. Oh, oh, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. 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 I, that movie I mean, is, that so is good. literally one of the, that sits in that top 10 yeah. queue also. It is one it has one too many Keanu Reeveses to be the best Dracula ever. Uh, <laughs> but his horrible British accent is the one thing about that movie that isn't amazing. Yes. Otherwise, like that that is my favorite adaptation of Dracula. Sorry, oh. sorry, Bella Lugosi, but <laughs> it's so oh, it's so good. Well, the <laughs> the makeup work oh, yeah. on Gary Oldman, I mean, and when he becomes like the bat human hybrid thing, uh-huh. I mean, you just don't get effects like that anymore because that would all be CGI now. Yeah, but this really captures the essence of the Dracula story. It does, and the casting is great. Anthony Hopkins is phenomenal oh, in this yeah, movie. He is so. the best Van Helsing. He yes, kick huge yeah, absolutely, ass. but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely that is one of the better, better remakes that I've seen, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. And it is also in the sort of, like, underappreciated triptych with uh, the Kenneth Branagh Frankenstein and the uh, <clears throat> the uh, Wolfman Yeah, that also had Anthony Hopkins in it, which all three of those are from the same... The same producer or the same screenwriter? So. I like think they're, so. They're definitely connected. And are you talking about The Wolfman really with Benicio Del Toro? Yes. That one? Oh, that's such a horrendous movie, See, though. I, I, I like it. It's the <laughs> yeah. worst of those three, but I, I enjoy it. I, I like it quite a lot, actually. Because it's got that same gothic vibe. Um, I mean, yeah, as does the yeah Frankenstein with Robert De Niro as the monster. Uh, yeah. But the... That Dracula, just neither of those two can touch. Like, that that Dracula is so good. Yeah, the Frankenstein was good, though, too. The Frankenstein was a really good film, also. I've watched that a bunch of times. Mm. I like how different Frankenstein looks in that, too. Yes. You know, he's more human Mm -hmm. this time around, so, yeah. Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. and I mean, in, in the novel, he's supposed to be. Yeah. And I think that's what I like about those two is yeah like the monsters are sympathetic mm-hmm. and like dracula especially really plays out like a tragic romance and i don't know just oh it's so good yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, anybody got any more no i'm let's I'm see burn out here on my list oh well you know fried it because given that arlie ermy did just die we got to talk about willard yeah you mentioned that oh, yeah, yeah. So let's that, wrap it up with willard yeah I didn't let's see, wrap it up. No, I didn't in memory see willard, of arlie so. ermy yeah all right yeah. do it I, man, that movie's really good. Like it's, yeah, it's like you were saying before we started. Yeah, it's faithful to the original, but it's really its own thing, and it's got that just like really unhinged, crazy gothic style. And in Crispin, and Glover. Crispin Glover, it that is the ultimate Crispin Glover movie. I would agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, he really captures that character. Any movie about rats freaks me out. They just give me the willies, you know? Yeah. And this movie is, yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah. And it's Uh. just like the whole vibe of the movie is just like real crazy, just like descent into madness. Yup. And yeah, like the the Crispin Glover performance to end all Crispin Glover performances. And then he sings Ben for the soundtrack. He covers it himself because he's Crispin fucking Glover. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. And Arlie Ermey is his usual 
just uncompromising. Yep. Badass. Yeah. Hard ass. Yeah. yeah. It's a great movie. Oh, yeah. I should. I, I have to see that. We talked about that for the show a little bit. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's another one I should put on my list. So I have not seen Withered before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. All right. Remakes. All right. Remakes. We remakes. covered everything. It's all done. It's all done. There all were you, no other remakes. No other remakes. <laughs> in the future, though, when we need to cash in and we're out of ideas, we should redo this episode. Again. Oh, oh, yeah. Great uh, idea. Let's remake. But we'll, but we'll wear different shirts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we need different people on the site, but playing us. Yes. Yeah. Let's there we remake go. the let's, remake let's podcast. Do that. Let's do that next week. Yeah. Let's just right. do that next week. And, you know, that we, yeah. That's right. a great idea, Chris. Awesome. All right. Be All with right. us next week when we remake, remake the remake <laughs> and remake the remake podcast. It's uh, about remake. We could get ourselves caught into a, like, it just, like, remade. Just, yeah, you know, go into a vortex and just keep <laughs> remaking and remaking and remaking and remaking and remaking. Let's, let's just do the same podcast every week. <laughs> Yeah, see how many people actually listen. See how long it takes them to notice. Yeah. Like, what are they going to talk about this week? I don't know. Remakes. Yeah. This week they're Remakes. remaking the remake. They're going to the talk remake. about the remake and 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 the remake. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.